Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, August the 8th. Yes, it is August. Summer is going by so fast. Oh my goodness. Well, I am here as your MLA for Cumberland North to represent you, the people. I work for the people of Cumberland North, and I build on the foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, honesty, and empowering all people. I will build Cumberland North together with you on the pillars set before us through the strength of our veterans, on improving health care for all, reducing poverty, caring for our Mother Earth, entrepreneurship and business, and arts and culture. My work as MLA for Cumberland North does not slow down over the summer. I continue to be contacted daily on numerous, numerous issues, mostly in the lack of healthcare services, also lack of housing availability, domestic abuse, road issues, and more. I continue to work on local issues, but meanwhile, am very much aware of the global issues that affect us here, our supply chains, as well as global stability. As our world is trying to recover from this global pandemic that we've experienced in the last two years, The war between Russia and Ukraine has disrupted the entire world economy. Global supply chains are disrupted. Gas prices and inflation are at an all-time high. Food prices continue to increase. And in some parts of the world, there are even threats of famine. Russia did allow desperately needed grain to be shipped out of Odessa in Ukraine to be taken to Lebanon, even though they continued their, their missile attacks on Ukraine. Also last week, American drones killed the leader of Al-Qaeda. And last week, we saw China upset because Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of America's House of Representatives, visited Taiwan. This prompted China to conduct four days of military exercises during which it fired missiles over the island of Taiwan. Perspective is important, and keeping abreast of the global news helps one to stay grounded here locally. Now, last week in politics here in Cumberland North, I attended uh, on last Monday Emancipation Day ceremony event at the Halifax Convention Center. Thankfully, my husband was off. He's normally on call every Monday for obstetrics here in Cumberland County. But last Monday, one of his colleagues covered him and my husband was able to attend this very important event with me in Halifax. Uh, Just a little bit about Emancipation Day. It is often celebrated or recognized on the first day of August around the world. It is the anniversary of British Parliament's decision to abolish slavery across its empire in 1834. The Slavery Abolition Act of 1833 freed about 800,000 enslaved people of African descent throughout the British colonies. And between 1749 and 1816, approximately 10,000 people of African descent came to Nova Scotia. This included Black Loyalists, refugees from the War of 1812, and indentured servants, as well as the Maroons and enslaved people of African descent who were brought to Nova Scotia against their will. Once the Slavery Abolition Act of 1833 took effect, 
Canada became a free territory for enslaved people of African descent escaping from America. In 1997, the General Conference of the United Nations Educational Scientific Cultural Organization, UNESCO, designated 23rd of August as the International Day for Remembrance of the Slave Trade and its Abolition. The importance of the day is connected to the people of African descent in Haiti and the Dominican Republic fighting for their freedom, which resulted in liberation from the European colonizers in 1791. Globally, August the 1st and August the 23rd honor emancipation and acknowledge the tragedies of the transatlantic slave trade in which millions of African-descended people were enslaved or lost their lives. Such an important day to remember, and it's so important for us to know our history and ensure that the sins of the past are not repeated today, or any time in the future. Last week on Tuesday, I was also in Halifax and the Nova Scotia legislature, and it was for the third reading and debate on the amendment to the House of Assembly Act. Also, last week in the update, I did give a report from the week before of the work that I did on your behalf in the Nova Scotia legislature, which did include uh, bringing up in question period, the redevelopment plans for Cumberland Regional Hospital, which uh, I was asking for confirmation that the expansion and renovation of our emergency department, as well as the 12-bed permanent dialysis unit, uh, that they that there was no delays. And I did ask for confirmation. It was not given to me directly. However, a press release was sent out on Friday. Uh, first of all, to our local physicians uh, in the morning, and then to myself and other uh, people in government around 12.40 on Friday. And this press release from the Minister of Health did confirm that there are no delays in that project. So I'm very, very happy to see that. Also, I did table two bills last week. One was around ambulance, emergency ambulance services, and the other one was around the Health Authorities Act and ensuring that you, the patient, always comes first. And I believe that can happen by having an administrator in place that has both education, expertise, and experience, I guess all three of those things, in healthcare. And currently right now, the Premier has appointed a CEO to Nova Scotia Health, who's very smart, very uh, capable woman, however, has absolutely no education uh, or expertise, work expertise in healthcare. And I believe that this does make a difference. And when we have uh, people in positions of power that have the education, knowledge and expertise, uh, I believe that that does matter. And I did ask the Premier to consider that uh, the week before in the legislature. So also last week, Wednesday through Friday, I worked on constituency issues and got myself reorganized after being in the legislature. I contacted our neighbor MLA, Minister Tory Rushton, and invited him to come and take a look at the Tidnish Pedestrian Bridge. This bridge is owned by the province. It's owned by the Department of Natural Resources and requires some repair. 
It is a very important piece of our trail system. I did ask the previous government on numerous occasions to have this bridge repaired and unfortunately kept being denied. But I am hopeful that our neighbor, neighboring minister of natural resources will now make sure that this important work is done to the Tidnish Pedestrian Bridge. So if you're listening to this update today and agree with me, feel free to reach out to our neighboring MLA in Cumberland South and request the same thing. On Friday, I went to visit and congratulate Jean-Guy-André Doucet on the opening of his new coffee shop called Johnny's Java. It's located at 13 West Pleasant Street in Amherst. This is the old Scottsburn building that has been completely renovated by carpenter uh, Nick Trenum and his work crew. There's also many other businesses located inside, so please Take some time, stop in, visit Jean-Guy this week, buy a coffee and buy some of his treats. He's open from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday to uh, Friday. And there's several other businesses inside as well. Um, And I'll be talking about those in future weeks as well. So listen, I just have to say congratulations. Um, And if you see Nick Trenum, please stop him and say well done. Him and his crew are just doing incredible work here renovating and building um, several buildings but in particular this was a huge job they're not quite finished yet but they they have just totally transformed the old scottsburn plant there under the train on the on the other side of the train uh, train bridge so stop in and see them and make sure you stop and tell nick trenum great job also on this past weekend i went downtown to support our small business owners who um, held a downtown block party in Dale's Grand Market outside in the parking lot. And in turn, many of those small businesses were supporting local community organizations, including Maggie's Place, which operates our youth center. It's called the Cumberland Community Youth Development Center. So I don't know if any of you uh, might have saw some pictures that I posted on Facebook. Dwayne Ripley, who owns Curly's, He called me a few weeks ago and asked if I would be willing to do the dunk tank as a community fundraiser. And I thought, sure, you know, I want to do everything I can to support our local community and be a good sport. So on Saturday, I joined several others in the community and helped to raise money by doing the dunk tank. And I don't know if any of you listening are in similar situation as me. I grew up in, uh, I grew up in Linden, right beside the water. But growing up, I never learned how to swim. And I one of the things I really dislike is having uh, water over my head. I do not like being in the water and, and being under the water and having uh, water over my head. It's, it's, I think, because I never learned how to swim, it causes me great anxiety. So doing the dunk tank was definitely out of my comfort zone. And, uh, but... I'm quite willing to do whatever I can to support our local businesses and to support our local community organizations. So I look forward to hearing how much money was raised for our local community organizations and continuing on to do what I can to support everyone in the days and months ahead. 
This week in politics, I will continue to work on your behalf, and one of the main focuses will continue to be on healthcare. I'm receiving messages from the patients of Dr. Carlos Rubio Reyes, who is retiring the end of August. As of today, the Department of Health do not have anyone recruited to take over his practice. He has a very large practice. In fact, Premier Houston fired the physician recruiter for the province of Nova Scotia a few weeks ago and has not replaced anyone in this position. Thankfully, though, I will assure you, we do have an active local community physician recruitment committee that is led by Dr. Yannicka Gradstein. And I know they're actively talking with new possible physician recruits to our area. And I am confident that we will see new physicians coming to Cumberland County in the next year. Just a little uh, note, Dr. Carlos Rubio Reyes was one of my first clients when I opened my first company in 1999. And it was a company called East Coast Holistic Health Limited. And it was to provide management services two physicians, and I started that company in hopes to help to recruit physicians to our area. So we were able to attract Dr. Carlos Rubio Reyes, as well as Dr. Julio Bobadija, and Dr. Tina Frizzle joined a practice with Dr. Martin McLennan and my husband, Dr. Murray McCrossan. And soon thereafter, I struck a deal with pharmacist Sean Chevery, and he opened the Amherst um, medical center there, the Amherst Pharmacave, and inside I, I rented space from him for what was then called the Amherst Family Health Clinic and After Hours Clinic. And I owned and operated that until 2009, at which time I sold all the assets of that business over to the physicians and they took that over and I went on and started a couple of other businesses. One was Damaris Spawn Wellness Center downtown Amherst and then went on to open um, a local health food store downtown. So just a little history there. Uh, Dr. Rubio Reyes uh, has a special place in my heart and his, his wife Antonia, just beautiful, beautiful people that came to Canada from El Salvador after they had been through a civil war. And if you ever had a chance to speak with either of them about what they experienced in their own country, it's uh, very eye-opening, very eye-opening. And we're so blessed to have had them here in our community. When he first came in, in 2000, he told me he was going to practice for five years and then retire. Well, 22 years later, he is now retiring. But uh, we want to say a big thank you to Dr. Carlos Rubio Reyes for the medical service that he has given to our community. Also this week, I'm going to be continuing to work on the the issue with our hospital, our regional hospital. Uh, we still continue to have very centralized decision-making happening within healthcare, despite that being one of the election promises a year ago from Premier Houston that he was going to bring back local decision-making. And unfortunately, I know there's so much to fix in healthcare, so I'm sure it is still in his plan, but we, we are still looking for local decision-making. So you may recall a few months ago, there was an announcement made that we were going to have an interim um, dialysis unit. And unfortunately, people in Halifax have chosen a physical space in 
our Cumberland Regional uh, Healthcare Center that will require the closing of five acute care beds. And our local medical community, even our zone medical community, do not agree with this decision. We simply cannot afford to lose five acute care beds. And there are other physical spaces at the regional hospital that the interim dialysis unit can go where it will not require the closing of five acute care beds. So I did send a letter, uh, reached out to the Minister of Health on Friday. I'm looking forward to hearing back from her about this very, very important issue. And it is important that those in leadership positions listen to local people. And they should be listening to our local physicians and our local nurses and uh, listening to them when they're making their decisions about our local hospital. So I'll be working on that, as well as continuing to work on the issue of lack of paramedics and lack of ambulances. This continues to be a major problem, uh, often leaving Cumberland County without any ambulances in in the event of an emergency. So it doesn't mean an ambulance won't come, but it does mean that it's going to take a long time getting to you. And one of the things that I have asked for is for you to be told, if you call 911, you should be told how long to expect it to take for an ambulance to get to your door. And if the closest ambulance is in Pictou County, then you know it's going to be an hour and a half. And you should be told that rather than just be left hanging. So I will continue to work on that issue as well. I'm working with community members to plan a newcomer's summer party, and that's going to be held next Wednesday, August the 17th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Cumberland County Museum. That's on Church Street in Amherst. Everyone is welcome. It is free. There'll be live music by a local band named Country Grass, and there'll also be some blueberry desserts for everyone to enjoy. So please come. Please welcome anyone you know, especially if they're a newcomer in our area. We had many people moving to our community during the pandemic. And then most recently, in recent months, we have several families from Ukraine. So we want everyone to feel welcome. And we're having a summer party to make sure all of our newcomers feel welcome. And we want all of you to come join us. So Cumberland County Museum, next Wednesday, the 17th, 6 to 8 p.m. Come, it's free. There'll be live music and some blueberry desserts. This Saturday, August 13th, the Pugwash Harborfest crew are welcoming everyone to the Pugwash stage and the band Big Fish will be playing. It is also a free concert. And if you recall, the lead singer in Big Fish is our very own Dale Letcher from Northport and his wife Sarah is in the band and we welcome them back to Cumberland County. So hope you can make it to Pugwash on Saturday, this Saturday, the 13th in the evening. I'd like to send birthday and anniversary greetings to anyone who's celebrating this week, including Gloria Widden and Misha Zeltner. On to- that's today. On Tuesday, Jason Little and Sue Kosh. On Wednesday, Doug Goldie celebrating a birthday. On Thursday, Linda Weatherby and Lauren McCabe. On Friday, Sherry McCachran and Marilyn Ralph are celebrating. And on Saturday, Mr. Don Russell and Bernie Brennan are celebrating birthdays. So happy birthday and anniversary to anyone who's celebrating. I would like to send my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the families of Donna Richards, Allison Gilbert Landry, Jean Miller, Joyce Cove, Nadine Richard, 
John Douglas Bourgeois, and Gordon Pye. Please accept my sympathies. As I finish off today's MLA update, I want to say congratulations to someone next door in New Brunswick. The Liberal Party of New Brunswick elected a new leader on the weekend. Her name is Susan Holt. And although I started out in the Progressive Conservative Party here in Nova Scotia, I am now an independent. And I also fundamentally stand for politics where you, the people, come first. And I was really encouraged uh, on the weekend as I learned more about Susan Holt and learned some of her views on politics. She shares some of my views that old style politics needs to change and that power belongs to the people, not with a leader. And the more people I speak with, the more that I've come to realize how much faith people have lost in politicians. And that's often why when I introduce myself to people and they ask me what I do, I, I don't identify as a politician. I tell them I'm a registered nurse, I'm a former businesswoman, and I'm a representative of the people of Cumberland North. And that is truly what I am. I represent you, the people of Cumberland North. Unfortunately, we've seen leaders in political parties uh, remove all of the power of the local people. And the way they do that is after you're elected, you have to do and say exactly what a leader and the leader's team, their staff, tell you that you can do and say. And it really takes away the power from you, the people. Most elected members of parties simply become nothing more than a puppet to the leader and to the leader's team. You deserve better. All the people deserve better. Democracy is supposed to be a government ruled by the people. So we'll see what happens next door in New Brunswick, but I do want to say congratulations. It takes a lot of courage to run for leadership of the party. It's not easy. It's, change is not easy, but we must always continue to be striving for improvements and striving for positive change. So congratulations to Susan Holt next door in New Brunswick. And on that note, I'll sign off and wish everyone a great week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. And a big shout out to CFTA 107.9 and the team there led by Mr. Ron Bickle. Take care, everyone. Have a great week.